0: Welcome to the Bonnet Talks podcast, hosted by me, Alma Apia. This podcast is a platform for young people all over the world to share their current experiences and thoughts about what the heck is going on, child. From the black female dating experience to surviving adulthood struggles in London, we chat about it all like a FaceTime call. This week's episode of the Bonnet Talks features my dear friend, Su Chen Hu. She's an international student from China who has lived in America since high school. Chen and I talk about how we became friends literally at the beginning of this summer, past struggles with embracing her Asian identity in American culture, and the idea that people don't want to accept and embrace all that you are. We also reflect on funny but impactful childhood memories. Here's a hint, two words, Hannah Montana. <laughs> this was an eye-opening episode even for me, and I really hope it encourages you to be more aware of your words and actions. Let's get into it. We can just go, but I am so freaking excited. You have, oh, I'm so sorry, by the way, for the back and forth trying to get this scheduled because this week, child'
1: Oh, it's That's fine. Was it work? Accepted.
0: Yeah, it was with work. It was just so much going on because my my internship ends next week. So, yeah. I had to like finalize so many different products or projects and all this stuff and kind of start saying bye to people too so it's mm-hmm. been crazy so I, I felt so bad I was like oh my gosh my Su Chen, I cannot do this to her <laughs> I, like, I can't do this to her right now for you guys who are listening um I haven't updated you on my life in so long so we're gonna have a solo episode to remedy that very soon but if you didn't know I have an internship at HP and it was supposed to be in San Diego but I've been doing it virtually and we have come to the end of the road and it's actually so sad. So now I'm kind of weighing my options and kind of figuring out what to do and like how to actually survive this semester because that's gonna be so much, (laughs) but I'm used to it. And Su Chen is also the type of person that is used to that stuff because you guys will hear as she talks about her story just in our conversation today, she is superwoman and does (laughs) so much and is literally iconic so yeah (laughs) too sweet so i'm i'm just very excited to have you on Suchan. how was your week what were you doing because you were Uh, you just went back to new york right
1: yeah i came back to new york um a week ago wow i yeah i've just been traveling like i'm very spontaneous (laughs) i (laughs) i was in dc for two days and then i decided like i decided to go very last minute and then I was there for two days, and I got to hang out with Amma right before I was about to leave. Like, literally two hours before (laughs) I was about to leave. And I was trying to convince her to come to New York. To New York (laughs) that night.
0: I would have. Yeah. I literally would have. But the train tickets show. The price?
1: No, it was too much. (laughs) i i booked it very i booked it like a while ago like i usually i'm the type of person that books trips before i before i plan anything so i <laughs> i will see anything cheap i'll buy the ticket and then i will plan around those those uh those tickets like those train schedule
0: but honestly, that makes sense, though, because it's just if you actually start to plan things, it gets so convoluted and like you just get so much in your head about the itinerary. By the time you actually book the tickets, it's mm-hmm. probably so close to the date or it's just so expensive. So that's yeah, you also smart. like
1: just yeah, you also just get caught up with like your own life. Like you're yeah. like, oh, this is happening. So I can't go like next day. Di- yeah. next week. Maybe I should go, maybe I should try next month. And then you just never go. No,
0: exactly. And and thanks to Suchan Spontaneity, that's literally the reason why we met. So, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> thank God that you are that spontaneous because otherwise, I don't know if I would have met you. How
1: like, do that- we meet, like, exactly?
0: Yeah, I we have to we have to like give everyone the lowdown. Okay. We always start off the show with a close friend as a guest. We talk about our favorite moment in our relationship and our friendship. And so, I was like, Suchen, think about that a little bit, let that marinate because Suchen mm-hmm. and I actually only met at the beginning of the summer, guys. But she's like my BFF now.
1: <laughs> no, not not even a summer. It was like a
0: month ago. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, okay, no 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 no. It was like in June, right?
1: When did when did you come down with Nikki? June. It was. I went to DC on June third, and I didn't meet you until the seventh or the eighth. Yeah, I yeah. I had just gotten back to DC because guys. I was no, it was the while. eighth. It was the eighth. Eight? Yeah, because oh I yes. made a reservation for the fishers, farmers, bakers. Bakers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god, Fishers, Farmers, Bakers. We have a story about that too, child. Because your meal with Sarah <laughs>
1: We'll get into
0: that. Oh, it was we'll a, such a mess. But, but what was your favorite moment in our like literal two-month-long relationship?
1: <laughs> there were so many like good moments. Um, but I think that my favorite would <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. It was on July 4th. And then <laughs> Um like it was like late at night, everyone was tired, and some Michelle was trying to get home and then we had just ordered McDonald's. Like it, oh no my God. We, Ama had just ordered McDonald's and then <laughs> and As then, usual. Yeah, as usual, we love McDonald's. And then um I don't know what happened exactly because everyone was drunk on july 4th but then i my favorite moment was when you turned to me and you asked where's my big mac (laughs) okay
0: but it was a valid question i was so upset guys i okay i had i had first of all it was so chaotic i'm the person in the friend group that was not drunk Cause I'm, I was very sober cause I cannot, heavyweight. I'm such a heavyweight. I, it doesn't even matter. It's like, why should I even do it? So obviously I was a friend of a friend group who is sober and I went to McDonald's as usual. Cause it's on brand for me and I got a big Mac meal because why wouldn't I get a big Mac? First of all, the BTS meal was done for. So naturally I'm going to go for the big Mac meal next. So I did. And then I, I, there was so much going on. I can't even go into detail with that, but like, i had to leave for a second so i was like can someone hold my big mac meal all right Su chen had already said he, she was like yeah i can but can i have a bite of it i said sure it's Chen, i don't care just just eat it and so she takes one bite of it and i'm like okay hold it keep it there i put it you know, back
1: in the bag yeah. and she then, then everything. i <laughs> someone grabbed the bag from me and then it was gone for like 10 minutes. And then by the time I realized that I wasn't holding Amos McDonald's back, <laughs> I went back and then looked for it. And then who, I don't even know who had it. Like to this who, day, we
0: don't know. We don't know. We it.
1: All I know is that I came back from where I was
0: and I said, where's my, where's my Big Mac? No one, there were no answers. No one could be accountable for the Big Mac. I said, Suchen. I was like, girl, I gave you- I said, I had a bite. <laughs> I said, yeah. The first thing Su-chan does is like defend herself. She's like, I only had one bite. <laughs> I said, I understand. I allowed you to have one bite, but like, where's the rest? Did you eat it? If you ate it, it's okay. It's just like, where is it? She's like, no, no, I only had one bite. I go, okay, great. So where is it? It so wasn't I... just a Big Mac. It was the fries were gone. The fries were gone. <laughs> Then my milkshake was melted. I was like, where is it? So I turn around. I look at the garbage can. Guys, just feel the disappointment on my end. I turn around and I see in the garbage can a McDonald's bag. I said, hmm. I looked in the bag, empty, everything gone. I said, so y'all just ate my fries, let my milkshake melt. Let my milkshake melt. And my Big Mac, I didn't even get to Mac on it. Y'all just Sorry. did me dirty.
1: I was like, I'm helping you
0: guys out. You guys just did me dirty. I was so upset.
1: <laughs> to be honest, the milkshake was going to melt anyways. anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so you shouldn't blame us on the milkshake, but everything okay, okay. else. Though.
0: We'll we'll leave it, we'll leave it at the Big Mac and the fries then. The most important yeah.
1: part of the meal, like, you know. It's called Big Mac Meal. Big
0: Mac Meal. I had only a shake and a melting. <laughs> one. Embarrassing. I was floored.
1: I felt bamboozled. I was hoodwinked. I was like astray. And it yeah. wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite moment. I like love it was that. just it was like really funny and like iconic. <laughs> yeah. I would I would say my favorite moment,
0: and this might be a little bit more serious, I guess. Oh, uh, like,
1: <laughs> I just, just I funny. know versus your
0: <laughs> No, not to change the tone of this talk, but no, but just genuinely, um, suchan is one of those people that is like I don't don't know know what the word is just magical almost. I don't know. Like when you talk to her, you just feel so, I don't know if it's a good or just feel so inspired and feel so like you feel seen at least for me. Um, And so I guess it's like a, I guess this, this isn't one moment, but it's like a collection of moments, maybe like two or three where Um, you know, like one time we went to this cafe and we spent time with our other friend, Sarah. It was the three of us. And we just chatted for literally three hours. Yeah, about three hours. Yeah, just three hours just talking. And it was like the best thing ever. And it was just nice to meet someone who, because again, Tuchin and I like literally met in June. Like it's (laughs) probably August now and not just like my sister at this point. And it was just like, I just remember... Really clearly thinking after that whole day, after we got Thai food and they hung out and we spent time with each other for three hours, I was like, "Wow, like this is what it means to meet lifelong friends." Like you know, there's just some people you know for facts that you're going to be friends with them for so long. And Suchan's just one of those people in general, and she just makes you feel seen and feel very welcome. And then she has her open arms. The way you treat people is just so incredible to me and very inspiring and it, like i'm i'm someone who really values her relationships and friendships and i try and do my best even though i am very busy and sometimes i'm not always the best at doing those things but you are also equally as busy as i am i feel like i finally we're found both hustlers. my equal in terms of my like lifestyle like hectic chaos yeah like <laughs> sujan and i done deal 100 we're still so
1: getting stuff done though like we're so guys done. we're so productive we are <laughs> strong and independent women yes. who are, you know running like doing like getting their stuff together like getting their life together yeah, and we no, still exactly. have we still have like this love and support for other sisters yeah and i think that's no, really exactly. important
0: yeah and it's so good to support each other and just like spend that time and also validate each other and be like that just that person of support so it was after that i think specific day that I was like oh, like I want to be friends with Chen forever like she's like my BFF <laughs> even though everyone is like my BFF but I just <laughs> love people but Chen is just special and I every you know what Chen actually every single time I talk about you to someone or like you come up everyone says the same thing like you are just that kind of person like you can meet someone for literally two seconds and they're like oh my gosh I really like her like that's just Aww. the person you are I, so I hope you you know that thank um, you because it's happened so many there's so many times where people have been like when Suchan coming back I want to meet her every time I want to meet her she's not here and I'm like girl you gotta catch her on the run that girl <laughs> is everywhere uh you don't know she's on the west coast east coast in the south you don't know yeah just- I'm gonna be in the
1: south next week no way yeah. Where are you going? Oh, Florida. Florida. I told oh you. Oh my God. Yeah. It's this so girl so- is on the run.
0: Girl, she's on the run. Okay. So all you people who've been looking for her, you're not gonna find her. She's gotta be. <laughs> you gotta be here in the right moment. It's in a flash. She's, she's yeah. Like, she's a phenomenon. You just hear about it. You just don't.
1: <laughs> you hear about this this concept. concept and you just not it. Yeah, it's a concept. concept Chen, yeah. <laughs> You're too no. sweet.
0: That is my favorite moment, I think, in a really, our very short relationship. But it feels like it's been decades. No, so. literally.
1: Rem- <laughs> I I think that was when we went to... Um, that was on Sarah's birthday, I think. And then I was vlogging. You were also vlogging. Yeah. So I, I had my camera. I said, hi, guys. Meet my best friend of two weeks. <laughs> 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 that. Like perfectly describes this relationship. Yeah. Like this the connection that I have with Ama is just it's just different. Like she's so genuine and she's so supportive. She like I truly believe that I met my other half. Like like what you just said. Because we're both like hustlers and we're doing so many things at the same time, but we can still like support each other and give each right. other validation emotional support and that's what like like kind of keeps me going you know like I know that my sister is somewhere there that's also like doing her own things and I yeah. should like be doing my own too
0: yeah no that's so nice it's so uh you need to come back DC you're coming back from oh, so. oh I'm
1: coming back <laughs> yeah. no She's I I back. already planned a trip
0: Oh my god, I'm screaming. I love it. No, I can't wait. I just can't wait for you to be here. It's gonna be so fun and for us to to just meet again. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's different than virtual.
1: Yeah, it um. is. It's it's so weird that I'm like part of the DC friend group, even I though know. I don't live in this.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, I feel so bad for Suchan too because, so yes, we have this DC like group chat and we just basically use it for just a update each other on like plans and just went to meet up and stuff i know we blow up su Chen's phone every single day or like every other day and i'm like she doesn't even live here she probably muted us <laughs> like
1: she's probably like no i that? enjoy reading the text messages so much you <laughs> were talking about the bachelor rates right <gasps> yes yeah oh my
0: god you don't watch it though do i you? don't watch
1: it i haven't yeah. i have never watched it before
0: I only started watching it because in in college, everyone on my floor would watch it and talk about oh. it. So I'm like, I want to be part of the conversation, so yeah, I, I started watching it. And girl, is it like I, a reality I, TV show? Yeah, you should okay. you should watch it. I um, should. Honestly, you should because I would love and we're and we're gonna touch on this today a little bit too. Um, but I I would love your perspective on these situations that happen like in the show. Okay, should I just
1: watch that? episode or should i like start from the beginning maybe i can like watch the episode and be like very like objective
0: yeah watch this last episode okay it's on hulu search it she's typing right now
1: (laughs) search it right now
0: (laughs) no seriously i would love to know your perspective because um you guys will know more about su chen um in a few minutes because she's gonna give a self-introduction but i feel like you have a very unique perspective Having not been originally from here, and then also just going through different scenarios with dating and stuff, and and so and and just understanding how much respect you have for yourself and like how you view dating and relationships, I think it'll be really interesting to see your perspective after this this episode. Because you know, I was I was arguing. You guys don't know our friend Mo. Maybe Mo will come on this the show sometime. I really want. Oh were to- you arguing with Mo? Hi, we I was arguing with Mo. Like, I shouldn't say argue that's like very negative I feel like but debating you know civil okay. debate about this episode with Greg and Katie if you guys not to spoil I won't go too much because I know some of you probably are going to kill me for spoiling it but it's been a week child you should have been caught up you should have caught up by now okay that episode mm, was a mess I was, I was talking to my roommate about this because we've been like whose side are we on <laughs> at this point because it's just kind of like I personally think not to get too much away. I personally think they're both kind of effed up. <laughs> 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 they're both right and both wrong, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what you think Sucha. Okay, I'll
1: give you feedback after I watch it. Maybe tonight I'll watch it tonight and I'll give you feedback.
0: Oh my gosh, please, we need that. It's we on my that.
1: to-do list.
0: Yes, let's go. Well, with that, I would love if you could give a self-introduction to who you are, because obviously we're just talking mm-hmm. as if we're just, just us. But I would love for people to see how awesome you are, and just hear about what you've been up to, what your background is and stuff. So I'll let you take it from here. Do whatever, share whatever okay. you
1: like I'll do like a standard introduction, I guess. <laughs> uh, but hi guys, my name is Shu Chen uh i am i'm a chinese international student i came to the states when i was 15 or 14 i don't remember exactly yeah but i came to the states for a high school and i went to this private christian high school in the state of georgia me too (laughs) all girls was yours all girls no it was like um it was like a family like a pre-k to 12 type oh, of family school okay, so everybody totally. knows each other oh. at like at the school so like any new student kind of feels like an outsider because everyone oh. kind of grew up with each other so it each was other. a really it was a really interesting environment to be in and I, I I was there for two years and then I graduated of course and then I went to Rutgers University in New Jersey and I studied food science and psychology And then after I just graduated in 2021 um, and I'm going to Columbia for my master's. Ah, And so I live in New York.
0: Yes, she did. She did just say Columbia girl. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. I'm your favorite Ivy girl. (laughs) And she's in New York right now. She just said she just moved
1: in two Mm -hmm. weeks ago, isn't it? Yeah, it was two weeks. Oh, around like the 15th so a little more than two weeks
0: wow oh my gosh she's a city gal she's in new york and how do you like it so far
1: oh i love this area i i live in hell's kitchen so this area has great restaurants and it's really close to the hudson river this morning i literally went on an eight miles run by the river like like just purely fueled by period rage (laughs) It really i had so yeah. much like fire in me for so for no reason i woke up this morning and i was like i had i had to go out and i had to run
0: <laughs> like you know it's, type of, it's
1: it's a type of situation it's like fight or flight situation where you can't like i can't fight my period so i'm like i'm just trying. <laughs> i just gotta run <laughs>
0: oh my god I'm dead please give me that passion I worked out this morning on my own will without Mike, my, my train or anything so I was mm, like I'm was i proud of you thanks I haven't done that in a long time <laughs> but today I woke up and I was like you know what I need to I mm-hmm. feel so good after so yeah
1: it's more like it just it's more like habit formation once you yeah. get into this habit of working out your body will tell you in the morning you'll wake up and your body will be like hey Ama. It's time to go to the gym. It's time. I was like
0: that before the pandemic. I was getting up at like 5.15 in the morning, was at the gym by 5.30, would get back at 7, shower, go to work, come back home, and then practice dance. That was my routine, like every Mm -hmm. day. And then the pandemic hit, I just was kind of like... Everything changed. Everything changed because everything shut down. I couldn't just go to the gym. So now it was more of, you know, like staying at home, trying to figure out my life, but then also... Working out at home, you know. I'm sure you saw mm-hmm. this, but everyone was trying to get their body right in that time. Mm-hmm. Everybody, they were like, everyone was doing Chloe Ting YouTube videos. I don't know if you heard. Everybody was doing that. Mad Fit. Everybody was on her subscriptions, like signed up, like everyone. And then after over a period of time, it was kind of like, uh, all right, now what? Yeah. <laughs> Things up back up, so I'm trying to get myself back together now.
1: Um, You're doing great. (laughs) I'm
0: proud of you. You too. You too. Um, So you mentioned that you came to uh, school here when you were 14 or 15. What was it like right off the bat in the sense of, you know, with culture and trying to adjust, especially at a private school, Mm -hmm. private private, um, Christian school in Georgia, Mm -hmm. that's already a very different environment versus even the experiences that I've had, you know, in being in Connecticut and, being in a catholic all-girls high school um there's just so many different dynamics at play there how different was it for you and how was it like adjusting
1: yeah so it was a really huge cultural shock for me like there i had many cultural shocks like the first week when i was when i arrived like after i arrived in the u.s i i was i didn't know who i was <laughs> i was just going so shock. yeah no, I did not know who I was. I did not know why I was he- why I was there and I did not know what I was doing and I randomly signed up for joining like I was I signed up for archery and country shooting. Like what? I, I was in a shooting team and That's I did not you're in Georgia, I, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. No yeah. what in the world? Who told you to do that? Or you just decided? I, I have no idea. I have no memory from that period of time, because like a lot of like, OK, I I would give you like a bullet point, like I'll give you like three main cultural shocks that I had um, just so that we are more organized because I feel like I would just re- go on and on and talk about <laughs> random things. Um, but the first cultural shock that I had was how small the airport was. Really? Yeah, because in case in case you guys didn't know, I went to the school that was that's very close to Savannah, the city, Savannah, oh, Georgia. Yeah. So it's, a, it's the the airport, like the entrance. It's the same as the exit, like like when oh. I, I, I feel like it's I feel like that's not very common in a lot of Asian countries. Because usually they will have a specific gate for the entrance and a different gate for the exit, so that people don't um, they don't they don't bump into each other. I guess. Yeah for, yeah. for a lot of small airports in the in America, like you go into the like you wait at the gate till people come out from the plane, and then you go in like through the same door. That's
0: so interesting to me. <laughs> you picked up.
1: All- and then I was like, why I was like, why, why is there only one door? That was like the first cultural shock for me. And I like before I arrived in America, all I knew was gossip girl. Okay? <laughs> no so way. It was, like, it was like a really unrealistic, I had a I had unrealistic expectations um on like how american high schools were supposed to be like uh, so when i arrived at the school and it was like it was nothing like gossip girl. no girl that, <laughs> no absolutely not yeah and that was my second cultural shock the school was not like what it's portrayed on tv because like when you live in a different country, all you see is the social media and all you see is the TV show. You don't really see the real like like the like the day-to-day, like you know, the basic, like normal people's day-to-day life. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's really interesting to me, which which kinda makes me think because a lot like when I arrived in school, people asked me a lot of questions about China. And that's when I realized that people in America a lot of people in America are not very—I um, don't want to say cultured. They're not very knowledgeable um,
0: about other cultures. Yeah, they're not
1: knowledgeable about any anything about like outside of America. Yeah. Like yeah. they still think that China is the third world country. And one of the oh, girls God. asked if we had cars in China. What? And I. Yeah, one of the girls came up cars? to me and she was like, "Oh, you're from China. Like, do you guys have cars?" And I what? like, I, I looked at her. I said, "We we actually ride giraffes to school." <laughs> Wait, I'm screaming.
0: Why? I just don't. But you, this is the thing, right? And this is what mm-hmm. I always say on this show, and that's why I always try to pr- provide diverse perf- perspectives through my show, is because. In the school system here, they just don't teach those things. And people don't have the curiosity to go out of their comfort zone to even learn about them. So Mm -hmm. as much as they have the accessibility through Google and the internet, they don't want to because they don't have to. Mm -hmm. right? Whereas I feel like in other countries, you're kind of forced to just because Mm -hmm. of the nature of just trying to survive, to find a job, to find a better life in general. And that mm-hmm. shouldn't even be, being having a better life shouldn't have to be revolving around Western ideal situations, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just so interesting to me that we just have this privilege of not having to know, right? And mm-hmm. no one ever having to ask us about that ever here in America. Yeah. And it's fine. And it's, you can be okay with that ignorance. Isn't that so Forever. interesting? Forever, mm-hmm. right? And it's not until just recently now that I think with Gen Z especially and obviously with the events of the past few years of now people are ho- trying to hold each other accountable for those things. Um, and people are embarrassed now. They're like, Oh, well, they're trying to get defensive about it. And it's like, no, like don't get defensive. Just understand that. Yes, you are at a, you have some privilege here. Right. And it's okay mm-hmm. to not know, but correct that.
1: Right. Yeah. No, so, exactly.
0: That's so interesting to hear from your side. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So those are my three main culture shocks um, right off the bag. Yeah.
0: So so, what was, like, the hardest in this time period? And also just going to Rutgers, because you went there for undergrad. Mm-hmm. Like, what was, like, the hardest – what were some of the hardest things you had to learn in order to adjust to these environments and, like, deal with questions like that, like, stupid questions like that?
1: I, I think it's really interesting. I think the hardest thing to learn is the passive way of talking. Really? Yes. Um. It's, I don't – I'm not – I'm not really sure if it's like in the culture, but at least in the South, um, I, I, I love a lot. Like, how do I how do I say this? So the South is known for its hospitality, mm-hmm. right? Like people are very friendly and which which they are a lot of people that I know and I genuinely adore. They're my family. I have my art teacher in the South. I have my host family in the South they They treat me like their own child. I love those yeah. people but there are a lot of people that are just ignorant and and they try to um, let me put us in words like they would come up as very friendly in the, like if you're not familiar with the passive way of talking mm-hmm. but they don't they don't actually mean it and it took me a really long time to realize that they were a lot of people at school weren't actually complimenting me they were just kind of making fun of my appearance and my mm-hmm. accent but i did not know that at the time because it was like new to me i never right. i never knew that was a thing and i well like in in at least in mandarin there's also like this passive way of talking but it's more of it's not really passive like you wouldn't say the opposite the opposite to express what you actually mean in Chinese culture you kind of just say things that are very like hidden Mm. like you 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 will use a lot of stories and you will like be very indirect but Mm -hmm. you wouldn't say the opposite if that makes sense right no exactly yeah in the south a lot of people will compliment compliment me quote-unquote compliment me and they would um make some racist jokes but i did Mm -hmm. not understand that they were being racist because also racism was not something that i was familiar with because i grew i pretty much grew up in asia Mm -hmm. where i was surrounded by only one race which is asian people so that wasn't something that i was familiar with and i um I self-taught a lot of you know history and why the race why why is it this way in America why is it not like this in other countries and I think it's really important to acknowledge that the implicit racism exists in Mm -hmm. everyday life and it's just not going it's it's always going to be there it's a sad truth but I think that it's always going to be there
0: That's so interesting because um, especially with how you're talking about the language piece of it, right, and how people were tending to say the opposite of what they actually meant here, but then um, in Chinese, it's more interwoven, hidden, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I feel about Korean, too. As I've studied it, I've realized, you know, there's so many different nuances and ways of saying things, and a lot of the times in the way in which um, the language in Korean is presented, it's always like... um, you you never want to directly say something or directly say, you do this, or I Mm -hmm. think you should do that, you know, that kind of thing. It's very subtle. And it's very like, oh, it seems like it could be like this, or it could be this, or please this, like, very, like, not trying to make it very direct.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) always very very indirect,
0: very very indirect. And I've also... Um, experienced that kind of tone that that passive tone here in America too and not realizing what that actually meant until years and years later and it's funny because my mom always growing up my mom um, you know as someone who's an immigrant from Ghana she always said you know be careful because people speak in code right they speak in code and you're you think that they're laughing with you but they're actually laughing at you at you and you'll never know because you're, you don't know that culture. Right? You don't know these things, right? And you're mm-hmm. never going to be one of them. So you'll never mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. it's just like you have to be wary and cautious of all times, which is very exhausting, especially when you're in high school. Like From you I were was 15.
1: I was a child, literal yeah. child. And people do that. It's yeah. so
0: interesting. Have you, have you ever seen Mean Girls, the movie?
1: Yeah, I have. You know, it's
0: even like just to put it, if you guys don't understand what we're talking about, but it's, and it sounds silly, but it's kind of like there's a scene where I think Katie was sitting somewhere, I don't know, sitting uh somewhere at like someone's lunch table for the first time or whatever. And um a lunch
1: table. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Oh, the
0: stories. literally throw back, like you know, like as, like as if we did those things. We literally ghost in this cafeteria. To figure out where to sit who to sit with how can you imagine the drama anyway so she was she was sitting there and i think was it is it gretchen who's a mean girl i can't even remember at this i don't point. remember the
1: names but... i can't
0: remember at this point but i think and y'all don't kill me for this okay i know that movie's iconic but you know i got other things in my head all right so i think her name's gretchen and the mean girl she goes she's we not gretchen no that's gretchen wiener Never mind. It's not Gretchen. It's someone that's else. No I'll find it later. I'll search while I'm on this. But the me girl, she says, um, she's like, I like your like skirt or your outfit or something, whatever it was. And Katie was so excited. She's like, Oh, thanks. Like, that's so nice. She's like, Oh yeah, it's so cute. But then she really meant it was ugly as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that's like a very clear example,
1: right? Of mm-hmm. how a it passive was passive way of talking.
0: Yeah. It's just like doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And that must be just a lot for you as a fifteen year old to have to go through. And did mm-hmm. that how did that translate over to college? Because I think that's even more pressure. Did you feel like that or no?
1: Um I really didn't experience that kind of passive passivity, is that a word? Okay. Like in college, because Rutgers is a state university, so oh. it's very diverse and it's a huge Like state um, research institute.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So that was real. That was actually eye opening. I, the first thing that I said to my mom, I called my mom at the orientation at Rutgers. I call. Mm -hmm. I called her. I said, Mom, I've never seen this many Asian people. (laughs) No way. No way. Yeah. It was insane. Like when I was in Georgia, I knew every single Asian in town. Like around my age, I knew. I knew this. Kyle Kim, whatever in the different school who was also in the math team. I know this um, <laughs> Kevin Chen or something. Like I know every Asian kid in town. that was how small the town was. And then um, I, oh, we were talking this is a little off off topic. I was okay. we talking we were talking about the lunch table that reminds me of the first day when I arrived at school and I, I went to the cafeteria for the first time. I did not know where to sit and then oh, no. um, I remember like the the idea of cafeteria was very foreign to me also because when I was in Asia we usually we had like we brought our lunch boxes mm-hmm. like like our moms would prepare our prepare like uh, our uh, lunch boxes and we'll just bring that to school and we'll eat together mm-hmm. um we have we have cafeteria but it's more like you you buy you go you go in and you buy stuff and then you leave and then you like sit outside or you sit in the classroom you, mm. with your friends it's not like a specific like i don't know if it's if it's like that for uh most of the schools in america but for my school you mm-hmm. can't leave like, if it's lunchtime you can't leave the cafeteria and no. go, right yeah like you can't yeah. stay, stay there say,
0: if i remember yeah you have to stay in the same room yeah
1: and that was so stupid to me because i will i eat really fast and i I'm like done with, i'm like done with my food and i don't know what to talk about with these girls and, yeah. and so the first day i sat down like at the end so it was like a long table okay there were like a couple like four really really long tables and um each grade like sits on like one table so Mm -hmm. it was like the ninth grade 10th grade it was like high school has their own lunch time middle school has their own lunch time so during the high school lunch time it was ninth grade 10th grade 11th and 12th all the seniors were having fun because they did not they did not care so they they they, they were having fun they were being loud and then I was I sat at the at the very end of the junior table with um with I don't even I don't remember their names but apparently they were the victims of bully
0: really in the grade
1: like nobody like everybody every girl in my grade hated the two of them but I did not know I did not know what was happening so I sat with them and then immediately the girls started like in like on the other end the popular girls started like murmuring they're like oh why is this Asian girl sitting with the two of them Like they were talking really loud and then to like, they were talking really loud to a point where those two girls that were being bullied told me to leave. They said that I brought too much attention to them. Like I brought too like more attention than they already had. What? Yeah. It was crazy.
0: Wait, what that is the most I'm floored. Why oh my god. Why okay, first of all, like side note, kind of why did like the biggest shit happen in cafe, like at lunch? Yeah, like, isn't lunch be peaceful? <laughs> it is a break from school. Like, why are we we what? Drama, yeah. Drama, mm-hmm. absolute chaos. That's mm-hmm. so like that's so disrespectful. Yeah. They don't that's care. The it's the concept, and I don't think people talk about off that often. Of, it's the concept of literally the cafeteria and, like, <laughs> socialize with these. No, but to have to socialize with the, these people and, you know, being stressed about who you're associated with. And it's not until I feel like before high school for me. Um, well, actually, no, not even. I think this also I had this kind of experience in middle school, too. But, you know, when you're younger, like, you're just you're more confident. I I don't know how it was for you, but I was so confident when I was a kid. I didn't care at all, at all. I was like, oh, I am talented at this. I'm good at this. I like it. I didn't care. But then when that concept of having to socialize and actually look at who you're spending time with and how other people perceive you because of that comes in, it Mm -hmm. reduces confidence. And like they teach this to kids Mm -hmm. so young because of the concept of, cafeteria and and, and just the idea of you know just watching your back because you have no idea what people are going to say about you and like Mm -hmm. you could be so excited about this thing but people could put you down and say no that's like weird that's not Mm -hmm. cool in their perspective Mm -hmm. and that's and especially coming from a different country and having to experience that and say like, you know, you already have all these different nuances that make it complicated. Mm. And then on top of that, you have to go through that, high school like, drama, high school drama. And yeah. then you're, people say to you, like, you're bringing a te- more attention than we intend. Like we want. Yeah. Oh.
1: It was it was crazy. I th- that part of memories kind or of, like they're kind of in a blur right now for me because I my brain just tr- decided that, oh, I don't want to remember that part. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's really interesting because um like as a child the the people at school were the only people that you know, mm. so you thought that they were everything right but then after- like when you get well, only only until you get out of that like toxic environment, you would you realize oh those people. Maybe I will never see them again in my life. Like mm. they don't mean anything. But like, as a child, at the time, you feel like, oh, mm-hmm. I I don't want this person to not like me because like this person is one of the ten girls in my grade. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like those are like yeah. you. Your world is so small when small. you're a kid. But when you are out of that toxic environment, you realize, oh, like the world is so big and mm-hmm. you can literally make, you will find your group. That would be like my advice for my younger self was to like, to, you don't have to please anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, what were some of the things that your eyes opened um, to when you first went to college? because I was talking about this with um, some people a few months ago and I think college, I also had a similar experience of, okay, my college was a state school. It was more diverse than what my hometown had been. Um, It wasn't completely diverse. I think UConn has a long way to go with that, but it was more diversity than I had ever seen in like years of my school life. Um, But it wasn't until those moments where I picked up on a lot of rhetoric that was being used towards me, like being an Oreo, or, you know, you're you're pretty for a black girl kind of nonsense, you know, like things like that. If I was in high school, I wouldn't have phased me. And it didn't phase me. I didn't comment on those things. I just laughed it off, or I even made jokes on those things. But it wasn't until college that I was like, uh, wait a second, girl. No, what did you just say? You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what were like, what was a moment for you where your eyes you realized you kind of had a just a realization that mm-hmm. things were different here and that you're not going to tolerate, I guess, those things anymore.
1: Yeah, I actually. So it's a it's a fu- it's some it's okay. It's a funny story. So after high school, I I was kind of whitewashed, where I tried mm. to portray myself as a whitewashed Asian American because that mm. was how I that was like the only way that I could survive high school. So by the time I graduated from high school, I I dyed my hair blonde.
0: Really? I got a lot of
1: Yeah, I got a lot of piercings and I tried to do my makeup like you know like for a really like like I think it was like four or five years ago. Like it was really like, you know, like, the contour, um, like, the Girl. baking, yeah, you know, like, yep, all those baking. grills, the baking, and the contour, and the highlighter, and the, the really clear, like, like, crazy brows, yep. I had all that, because I wanted to look white, or I wanted mm. to look like, like, peer, like, my peers, yes, like, the trendy, the trendy you know, girls, the current things, yeah, 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 so, when I arrived in college, a lot of people thought, like, the, the, like besides my accent, a lot of people thought that I was Asian American, which was what I wanted to um, portray myself as. Uh. Um, yes. So like the first, first year of college, the, if you, I, you have, you haven't met Kenny, but the most que- the question that I would ask him the most was, do I look fob? Do you know what fob, fob is? No, it's Fresh it's off fob. the boat. So I I was so self conscious and I didn't want to look like I was trying to not look fob by mm-hmm. dressing a certain like you know styling a certain way doing makeup a certain way not because I liked it but just because I wanted to like fit in, fit in. This, yeah. this 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 the standard this beauty standard that I was taught in high school.
0: Mm-hmm. -hmm.
1: And that was really interesting. Interesting to me, and I for for at least two years I did not realize that that was what I was doing. And then I dated a guy. Oh gosh, here we go. I dated a guy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a terrible relationship. It's always the men. It was always (laughs) the men. I dated a guy, and he said that he liked everything about me, but the fact that I'm Chinese. What? And I was like, "What does that mean?" Like, no way. Yeah, he said he he said that he liked everything about me, but that I am Chinese. I was like, "What do you mean?" He said that with his whole chest. Mm -hmm. He thought that he thought that was appropriate he thought that was a he was he thought that was a very genuine and nice suggestion or like a comment i guess yeah and then i like i went on i said i asked him i i, I asked what do you mean by that and he said oh you like you are you know really you have tattoos and you um I, at the time i only had one tattoo by the side it wasn't like this mm-hmm. it wasn't the i so for the guys that for people who are listening that don't know, I have a big piece of tattoo on my arm and my, in my back, but that was before that I got before I got that piece. I only mm-hmm. have a small tattoo on my um on my um what is this spine? <laughs> what is it called? Oh, my, your wait, wait, wait. My rib. My cage. Oh yeah, rib cage. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was called. Ah, um, uh, Columbia I, student. You know. I, you know people make mistakes <laughs> I,
0: love that. I love you
1: and then i he he said oh he he, he was like yeah you know like you 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 you're, you're i like your dyed hair i like that you wear colored contacts i like the way you do makeup i like that you have tattoos but i really I, don't yeah. like your accent <gasps> Yeah.
0: Wait, I need to like where is this man? I need I need names now. I I'll need text names you. <laughs> I need names. I need locations. Because I just want to talk.
1: Yeah. No.
0: A little a little chat. Yeah. Just a little, little chat outside. Because mm-hmm. that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I can't believe he, he had the audacity. He had the caucasity. Yeah. caucasity. literally. He had the Yeah. Yes. To come and say that with his whole chest. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry.
1: Yeah, and then that was the moment that I realized, f you, I am I am proud of being a Chinese, and I'm proud of my culture, and I'm not like I'm not pretending to be white anymore. I, this is just not who I am. So I went back to China that summer. I talked to my grandpa. My I, my grandpa, my dad's side of my dad's father was literally my best friend. Mm. Um, he passed away during COVID um, so yeah that was very sad but I went back to China I told him everything and he said he said he said he, he called me um, or Chen Chen he was like hey just remember that you will always be a Chinese and you need to be proud of that because if you're not proud of your own culture no one's gonna respect you Mm-hmm. And that was when that was the summer that I decided to to get this big piece tattoo, um, mm-hmm. on my arm that represents the the fire, and red is also like um a, an iconic color for China, mm-hmm. and I also got this yin yang on my back. It's kind of like it's re- it represents my desire to balance the two cultures in me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that was the moment that I realized that. I can be who I am. I can be whoever I want to be in this country and I should never feel ashamed of my own culture and I should never feel ashamed of doing things I love, doing things that I'm passionate about mm. and caring for people that I love. For some reason, caring become like like caring becomes like a negative Quality. Yeah, like people say that you care too much what is wrong with caring too much caring yeah. it's cool yeah no that's actually
0: very true it's like people people want to put down others passion like damper it mm-hmm. and just because maybe they are don't have anything that they're that passionate about And that's, it's literally a reflection on themselves and Mm -hmm. it makes no sense. And they would rather put someone else down instead of finding something that they're actually passionate about,
1: you know? Projecting their insecurities on you.
0: Right. No, exactly. hundred percent. And it's, I think it's the most ridiculous thing. And, and they teach that from when you're young. Like I, and I always say that, you know, even it's interesting. Like even when I, and I, I was saying this to my friend the other day, when I talk about, for example, studying Korean, I've done it for now two years, now a little over two years. And I remember in the beginning, I remember feeling like I had to filter myself in a way to be, and, and kind of be like, oh, yeah, I study Korean, but it's not, a, you know, it, it might sound weird. This might sound weird, but I study Korean. Why now. is it weird? You know? Why is it weird? Why do I have to give a disclaimer to something that I'm passionate about just to soften the blow? it doesn't make sense. This is what I like to do. And that's it. And it's interesting because it's like people like confidence, but they don't like too much confidence. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're passionate about something that you, you know, something that you spend so much time on, there's a confidence in yourself, right? That's like, Oh, I, I know this. I'm an expert at this because I'm passionate about it. People don't like that. Mm -hmm. They don't like that. They don't like that There's you have a form of stability like oh I recognize that I you know I'm Chinese and I'm proud of that. They don't like that. No. They they don't. And they, they yeah. get intimidated. They get literally intimidated by that because then they look at themselves and they're like well what do I have or oh like that's you know well I, I don't like that she has that that, that much confidence. So I'm just going to It's it's yeah. the craziest
1: thing. It is. it is. That was the that was the moment I became the person you know now wow yeah thanks to the guy
0: (laughs) yeah so even though i'm gonna find that man i have a chat and be like thank you (laughs) thank (laughs) you for your caucasity because that shit was messed up but you ended up doing good Yeah. (laughs) so give me his location i will find this man (laughs) this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever i yeah it's the audacity it's like and, and that's the thing right this has been going on for so long, for too Mm -hmm. long that people Mm -hmm. have the confidence to say that
1: Mm -hmm. and And think that it's okay.
0: And not be held. They will never be held accountable for it because who's going to do it. Who's going to hold them accountable because it's you versus everybody else. And everybody else is not going to say anything about it Mm -hmm. because they're all doing the same thing. They're all not their business. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most, I'm, I'm, so proud of you mm, thank oh, you Attention. that's what your grandpa called you yeah but I just like sometimes you need sometimes you need those moments to kind of mm-hmm. put you right back and say hey mm-hmm. wait a second pause and you're not going to know it from someone necessarily saying telling you it's just also experiencing it And being like, oh, wow, this is what it actually is. And it takes, I always say on the show, take inventory on yourself and really think about, again, your intentions for doing things and Mm -hmm. put yourself right. You know, Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're doing something that isn't, you know, your passion anymore, you feel like you're kind of veering the wrong way, like, think about that. Like, talk to people. Like, see, like, what you're really, kind of go back to the roots of why you're doing things. And I always say, Mm -hmm. go back to, I, for me, always talk about childhood because I feel like that's the purest form of understanding what actually made you happy then mm-hmm. because you were doing it without anyone, anyone saying, Oh, you shouldn't be like this or you're not this or you should be this, you know, you're just doing it.
1: Um, and what so was I think your my, favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory. Mm-hmm. You were talking about childhood. So I'm curious now. <laughs> I
0: know I have so many childhood is interesting. So I think, my favorite. I, oh, okay. I I told my my roommates a story, but um, when I was in fourth grade, I remember being a new student um, at this this Catholic school, um, and uh, it was Catholic middle school. And I remember being new and like no one liked me. I was like an outcast. Like it was so hard to make friends, but there was this other girl named Emily Shout out, Emily Palmieri girl. You know, who, you know what's up. You already know the deal. Okay. And uh, she was also someone who people didn't, you know, really talk to her too. So I spent time with her and gravitated towards her. And I remember we had like a talent show mm-hmm. and all the girls, you know, like in Catholic school, like the classes are so small. Like yeah, was everyone so knows each other. You were everybody knows. So, and there was like 10, 10 maybe 15 girls in my class not even um and I remember everyone decided to be on a team to perform at the talent show and didn't include me and my you, friend Emily everyone was on this team and they were they except were play, for you too ex- yes except for us and we were like, they were going to perform um, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. That's how you know. Like, they, that, those were the times. You know what I'm saying? Those were the yeah. times. Those were the popping times. The music, you Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone. I remember every day at recess, they would practice. And um, <laughs> they would practice. And, like, you know, we, we feel so we were like kind of like oh wow like they really loved us out and I remember one time I, I asked I was like oh like, can I can we like be part of it I, like I know I dance and like Emily and I both sing so we can mm-hmm. like be of help to the group and they were like no we're full and I was like oh my god like I didn't realize it was this like what is this the glee clo- like glee literally glee <laughs> I like, literally. so then I was like you know what Emily let's do our own thing literally mm-hmm. just do our own thing we both sing and we're we're amazing singers you and are i love dancing so i'm just like i'm literally gonna choreograph, choreograph something and we're just gonna perform we performed uh, every, and every day at recess we practiced this it was literally like a movie to be honest the way i'm describing it it's like all the girls performing practicing since you've been gone at recess and then me and emily performing um pumping up the party by hannah montana on the oh. other side of the parking lot Oh my god, that's so precious. You guys are probably like why is this your favorite childhood memory? memory. But there's a reason why I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. Not because it's like a joyful thing, but it's the principle of it, right? So mm-hmm. um when I we finally performed at the talent show, you know, they did the performance, it was fine. Emily and I did our performance and we killed it. Like we actually killed it. And the choreography was amazing. I did a great job. Emily, you know, I still remember pumping up the party. Now you see, I, I remember the whole thing. It was so good. And I just remember being like, I don't care. Like it, it doesn't matter. I had so much fun doing this mm-hmm. and people were like surprised that I could sing too. So I was a new girl. So like mm-hmm. people were, they were like, Oh my gosh, like she can sing like all this stuff. And I remember also at the end of it, I had a surprise solo performance that my friend Emily didn't even know about. I was, like, I was like, fuck these bitches, like telling us we can't be part of it. Like we had, we could have helped so much. We, we just wanted to like get to know you guys and have fun, but you are going to be like that. So I, I, this is, sounds so dramatic. I brought this, my favorite top to school and I hid it in my backpack and I was like, I'm going to look so good. I remember, like, in the the gym, which is where we had this talent show <laughs> for the whole school, I, like, hid in the side and did, like, an outfit change. And I told my, my teacher, uh, Mr. Chewy, oh, Mr. Chewy, rest in peace, literally, that man. He, I literally went to him. I go, listen, hey, the show's not done yet. He's like, well, what are you talking about? The show, literally the list, everyone has performed. I said, no, 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 I'm performing now. <laughs> he, was like, <laughs> he was like, what? you've already gone like no no no. I'm doing a solo no (laughs) (laughs) he was like I love the attitude (laughs) and he's like okay whatever so he let me I brought my high school musical deluxe edition soundtrack and I sang um start of something new from high school musical and I did this solo and I sang and everyone was like what the (laughs) But I had secretly practiced this for weeks because I was like, I'm not letting anyone tell me I can't do something. Yes. I was like, I can do it. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, girl. Oh, that's, that's so damn. cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's have cute, to sing for me. Yeah, it's the <laughs> principle that matters. It's the principle. Yeah, like there's I could there's so many happy childhood memories I have, but mm-hmm. like you know, I think it's important for us, especially at our age now to reflect on these things and, and understanding that you know, trying to understand who we are as people and trying to determine what the next steps are and like what we actually want to do because everyone's having a quarter-life crisis at this point you know mm-hmm. like it's important to look back at those moments and be like hey that was pretty shitty but this is what happened and like mm-hmm. that at the time was how I dealt with it if mm-hmm. this was in high school be it would been very different like, mm-hmm. we would never do that but mm-hmm. me as a kid in fourth grade, I was like, uh, whatever. Like, I know that I'm good at this. I know. I'm going to do it. And I want to validate myself, so I'm going to do it. And then on top of that, I'm going to do a solo performance. Poor Emily. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, my God, you're not telling me this. <laughs> we were just talking about this literally recently because I was like, I hope I didn't just like, make this up in my head. And I, I messaged her and I said, like, do you remember this? She goes, oh, my God. Yes. She was like, that was... Iconic, you know that, right? I was like it is <laughs> iconic. So you know, but I, I think it's important, especially we're talking about like mm-hmm. you know, in, in dealing with these things and moving forward and seeing where we are now versus before. I think it's important to take inventory, think about those things, go back to childhood, and so just work through them and feel like, oh, see, you know, what could you have done differently, or how would the real armor, the real Suchan actually deal with this if mm-hmm. there were no other factors and other nuances that impacted those, how we respond to things, right? Like, mm-hmm. what is our immediate reaction? Mm-hmm. Because usually that's our gut feeling. It's like, oh, I didn't like that. Or, oh, I don't care. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. usually what we should go by, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of articulating that in a way that depending on who the person is, articulating it in a way that they get it so they can be like, I'm not going to do that again. Don't talk mm-hmm. to me like that again, right? Or, yeah, yeah. This is how you can support me, right? So I don't know. I feel like that's my favorite childhood memory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, uh, I love I that. Think, Yeah, I think I'm very proud of us because we've just we've just come a long way. I mean, obviously, I just met you two months ago, <laughs> literally two months
1: ago. Best friend. No, yeah. you're. I just know that we're going to be lifetime friends
0: <laughs> forever, ever. Like you're stuck with me. You were stuck with me. <laughs> so for everyone listening, I think one of the biggest takeaways is to, like, be curious about other people's cultures. Don't be disrespectful. Like, I think everyone should really take the time to step out of their comfort zones. You have the Internet. You have accessibility. Don't tell me you don't, okay? Because I know y'all got those phone bills. Y'all got Verizon, AT&T, Xfinity. You got TV. You got Sun go read and watch up <laughs> and try and be curious about the people that you're living with the people that you've surround yourself with the people that you go to school with like it's so important and like ask mm-hmm. questions you
1: know yeah i i was just talking about like literally the same topic with my my friend the other another sarah mm-hmm. um, another yesterday sarah. she she said something really interesting to me she said everyone it's a side character until you crack them in Everyone is their main character in their own world, but to you because you don't know them enough, you don't you're not in their world. They're just a side character. They are just side characters for you but mm-hmm. like it's only when you crack them in you know like they have so much they have so much to tell. They have yeah. so many stories they have they've things they've been through so much and you like people assume a lot of things. When mm-hmm. they don't know about other people, they assume they they assume a lot of things based on their own experience, but that's not the case. It's not the reality, you know? Right, right.
0: And it's, it's because it's the easiest way to get a sense of who you are. They don't mm-hmm. want to take the time to get to know you. It's mm-hmm. like, this is the quickest way. I want to go through, by my biases and stereotypes and then figure out how to go from there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's an awesome, I love that. Everyone is a right? side character until you bring them in you crack them in that's awesome wow mm-hmm. i'm gonna think about that a little bit everybody think about that homework <laughs> tbt <laughs> homework. homework see you next week folks you better come back with some thoughts <laughs> oh Chen, it was so awesome to have you here and i'm so glad you get to be on the show i wanted you to be on it for a while since i've met you and you said you listened to my podcast so I was oh like, i listen ahead. to
1: every single every single episode because this is a girl on the go I downloaded all of the episodes and I've just been going through like all of them when I'm on the flight I
0: I know because you're literally jet setting every time you're everywhere I'm everywhere. Everywhere. So she has time to listen, you know. I so. do. I always <laughs> have time for you.
1: You make time for people that you care
0: about. Exactly. 100%. I 100% agree. So thank you so much for being on the show and for your flexibility cuz girl, this was a hectic week. <laughs> so, thank you so much and I hope you come course. back again. I honestly you should come back. Like Yes. This, we we have
1: so much more to talk about. This no, was not do. enough.
0: We do. We only have like an hour. That's the thing, but it's like <laughs> We have so much more to talk about. Because, girl, I have, we didn't even touch upon everything I was thinking about we about. No. <laughs> so, that just means another episode with su Chen. <laughs> All right, su Su-Cheng, I'll talk to you soon. I'll Bye. talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hope you loved the conversation. If you like this content and are craving more, make sure to subscribe to the pod and check out the show notes to catch up with me on social, find behind the scenes content and more fun. Until next time, I'll be here in my bonnet. Bye.